0: We are going to be talking for the next three Sabbaths, as you may have seen in the bulletin, about faith. And so uh, today we'll be talking about faith. What is faith and what, it, what it's not? Uh, and does faith need evidence or does faith exclude evidence? And next Sabbath we'll be talking about when your faith is tested, right? And there are moments in your life where you pray or and you go through some things. And you may feel as if uh, God is not answering your prayers or your faith is being tested. And so, what to do, do when you come to situations like those? And finally, on the 22nd, we'll be talking about situations going even beyond that. When it clearly seems to you, at least, and to me, that God is silent and God is not answering at all, and you can't quite believe why God would be silent and so we'll be talking about those things what do you do about those things when you face situations like that sorry just a very uh a more technical uh, thing a technicality i in in english we have the word faith and we have the word uh, belief and we have the verb to believe and uh, when you look at the root root, uh, root, of these words, they don't seem to have any connection and they probably don't. But I just wanted to let you know that in the New Testament, uh, whenever you find the word faith, it is the same Greek word as belief. It is the same Greek word as to believe, right? So when we have John 3.16, So God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever... Believes or believeth in Him uh, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's the same word in Greek as you have in in Revelation fourteen twelve, for example, when it says, uh, "Here is the patient of the saints. Patience of the saints. here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. The, t- the faith of Jesus. So that's, it's the same word for faith and for belief, for any uh, word connected to the verb to believe as well so just keep that in mind as we go through these messages here so before we start let's pray and ask for god's direction please bow your heads father we thank you so much for this day we thank you for your blessings we thank you for bringing us safely here and for allowing us the freedom to study your word and hopefully may we leave this place today lord feeling uh, fed being uh, uh, hopeful and not lord hopeless that your word may give us the reason for why we came here this morning may we leave this place feeling blessed and encouraged to have our place our faith placed in you with the assurance that you are taking care of each and every one of us i ask lord that you may bless every worshiper here that the message will will speak to our needs and be with me use me as your instrument may you hide my humanity behind the cross of jesus christ and may jesus christ be lifted up and praised and glorified in everything that will be said here this morning i ask you these blessings in the precious name of jesus christ amen i read the story the other day of uh, of a young girl and i think this story will help us uh, understand one of the basic principles about faith in the Bible so this young girl she she was not accustomed to traveling and she was on this train trip and they were going all across uh, the country for a, a vast geographical region and as she was sitting here looking out the window from where she was sitting she would see from time to time a large body of water so this train was actually going to have to cross two branches of a river and a few large streams and so from where she was sitting here she was looking out she would see that large body of water she would be afraid and every time she would see the water uh, away she would be afraid thinking well we're going to dive into the water we're going to sink into the water and lo and behold as they would come closer to the water she would look out and she would be able then to see a bridge that was uh, providing uh, a way for them to cross over Now this happened a couple times. Two or three times she would see the body of water, would be afraid. And then closer she would see the bridge. To the point where she leaned back and relaxed and uh, had a long breath of relief. And then she said, well, someone has put out bridges for us. That's good. And so she relaxed and went for the remainder of the trip without... With, with no further concerns about their safety in the water, when crossing the water. Now, there is a lesson there. And uh, for some reason, that girl was able to trust whoever had put those bridges out there. And even though she didn't know what was going to come next, even though she had no idea what lay ahead in the trip, she was able to put her trust in someone whoever that person or persons were that had placed the bridges out there to allow them to cross the rivers. Now she was not sure whether or not she couldn't be really sure whether or not there would be be other bridges ahead but she was confident that whoever did that job along the way up to that point might as well have made a complete job and going out and putting bridges all the way to the end of the trip. There is a lesson there, and keep this story in the back of your mind, because even though she didn't know anything about the future, she had enough evidence in the past that would give her safety and security for the journey ahead. And I think this has a lesson for us when we think about faith. Because what is faith? what is the christian faith what is saving faith you know christianity is one of the religions there may be others but many religions do not have this concept of faith in terms at least of salvation but christianity is recognized as a religion of faith and many times you hear people say well the christian faith says so and so the christian faith is like this the christian faith is like that so what is this faith if you were to ask a non-christian what they think about faith or about the christian faith they might come up with all different answers but one of them would certainly be well faith is something that christians hold on to even though science may come up with a different answer even though uh, research may say so and so they still choose to hold on to something that they call faith So it's like this mystical belief. It's something like an opinion that Christians have about things that apparently do not line up with science, apparently do not line up with common sense. And so they hold on to these beliefs that no one has other than them. So this may be the way some people look at faith when they talk about Christianity. But then we could go beyond and ask, what do you think about the christian faith what is faith to you are we as christians are christians in general absolutely convicted of what faith is actually you see it is so interesting because when the gospel is preached and we preach the message of jesus christ and we say that jesus is coming and that jesus died to save you from your sins and jesus is offering this salvation to you many people upon hearing this will say what must i do then and we see this in the bible you may remember the philippian jailer when uh, paul and silas were there in prison and they were singing at midnight and then god displayed his power and there was an earthquake and all the shackles and chains were loosened and the jailer was was fearful that he was going to be uh, held accountable for that and he was just about to commit suicide When Paul said, no, don't do that to yourself because we're all here. And in the conversation that ensued, Paul preached the gospel and the jailer said this, what must I do to be saved? And so there must be something I have to do. There must be something I have to perform so that I can be saved. And Paul's answer was what? Believe. Believe, that's what you must do do you remember the 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 one man that we uh, normally call the rich young ruler and this was a man who was very well educated he was still young and he came to jesus and what was his question to jesus master what good deeds what good works shall i do to have everlasting life what must i do how much should i perform to have everlasting life and jesus says you must believe and when peter was preaching there on the day of pentecost and more than three baptisms three thousand baptisms took place peter is preaching and at the end of the sermon he's appealing to them and what does the bible say was their question they said men and brethren what shall we do and peter says repent believe and you will be saved And so it sounds awkward because non-Christians may think of the Christian faith as an opinion that Christians have. And when they are confronted with the reality of salvation and accepting Jesus, they will say, but what must I do? There must be something I need to do to be able to earn salvation. But we Christians say, no, salvation is by grace, through faith alone that's what paul says in ephesians 2 8 and 9 it is by grace through faith and so god provides the grace part of it it's not in us it is god's gracious gift of salvation in jesus christ and then we are expected to have faith and i would contend that faith is also a gift i think the bible shows that but we must have this faith that takes possession Of this offer of salvation in Jesus Christ. Now, does the Christian faith then exclude reasoning? Does faith exclude good reasoning? And what is the nature of this faith? Because if non-Christians think that faith is like this opinion that Christians have. Or this kind of stubbornness that they hold on to even though everything else shows the opposite what is the nature of this christian faith well is there hard evidence to the existence the reality of god is faith and evidence mutually exclusive can you have faith and still believe in evidence or do you resort to faith for those things you don't you don't understand Is that the only reason why you have faith? Well, you must remember that God is not expecting you to believe him. God is not expecting you to have faith in him based on gossip or based on hearsay. I think God is very much interested that you believe him, that you have faith in him, that you are sure of your convictions. And so maybe I can tell you some things that faith is not to begin with. Well, faith, faith is not information that you acquire. You can acquire all the information in the world about God. You can get all the information you can possibly get from reading the Bible, or from listening to messages, or from reading books. But that doesn't mean that you have faith. I know a being, and you know this being too very well, and we, we don't want anything to do with him, but we know that he had a lot of information a lot of knowledge about God this is a being that used to be a holy angel of God that had access to the throne of God that walked in the midst of, stone, of fiery stones and this being had all the information about God's character and about God's behavior and had all the information about the structuring heaven he had all the knowledge but that knowledge didn't help him because that doesn't mean that he had faith in god actually eventually this angel became satan and and so satan is is the enemy and with all the information he had this was not good for him to have faith in god and so uh, faith is not necessarily having enough information and some people will say well i need to have more information I need to acquire more knowledge so that finally i can decide on having faith in god it's not so much about acquiring knowledge it is about what you are going to do with that knowledge it is about what you're going to decide uh, upon having acquired that knowledge remember i said that the word faith and believe and belief uh, come from the same greek word right It's the same exact greek word and its variations uh in the book of james chapter two, nineteen, james says do you believe well even the demons believe and they tremble they shudder and so this word believe is the same word as the one we find in john three sixteen. and this is just just to show that having faith is not based on the knowledge you may have acquired but it's based on what you do with that knowledge do you think that uh, we need faith only for these days do you think we need faith only for today because if we think that well faith may be something that I use whenever I don't have enough information about something and we Christians say this sometimes you know you read a text you can't quite understand it but you know what I'll use my faith now And because I have faith, I'll accept it anyway. Do you think God would be content with that? Do you think this is God's method? That we accept things simply because we can't understand them? Or is there a place for faith and understanding and good reasoning? Do good reasoning and intelligence go out the window once people become Christians? Is that what we expect? Now that you became a Christian, you don't have to think anymore. Now that you became a Christian, throw out the window of your reasoning. Because now you operate based on faith. Is that sensible? I don't think so. And so, there must be a place for faith and good reasoning to go along with one another. Because if not... We will say, well, I I go by faith because I can't understand it. And I go by faith because I don't have any evidence. But when Jesus comes then, Jesus comes and he welcomes you into his arms. And then you look at the face of Jesus and say, Lord, I have had faith in you all these years. And I have been faithful. I have kept, I have been obedient to you because I'm faithful and I trust you. But now that I see you face to face. I know that you are a reality. Now I don't need faith anymore. Do you think we'll come to the point. Where we'll say that. Do you think faith will no longer be needed. Once you see Jesus. I don't think so. Because of what we'll see here. In this text today. Because faith is not about. uh, Something you go to. Because you can't understand it. Faith is not something you you rely on because there is no information available and then you go by faith well faith is not either a leap in the dark some people use this expression right well you you just go out and you take a leap in the dark and that's faith that's how you exercise your faith and so people have studied you know the seismic movements they have studied volcanoes eruptions and uh, even though scientists and technicians may not be prophets i think they can pretty much predict if a volcano is going to erupt or not and so people who live around the volcano area not too far from it they are warned and advised to evacuate and to leave their homes and to go away but someone will then say no i have faith right Right? i go against all the evidence because i have faith and i know that god will protect me is that sensible is that what a christian is expected to do is that the nature of christian faith no it's not so faith is not a leap in the dark that you go against all odds because you have faith faith is reasonable and faith is not also a supplement to information or a supplement to knowledge the bible has given you clarity upon many things but then there is something you don't understand and you don't care to understand because maybe uh, that's how god wants you to operate and you say now okay i'll go by faith now we don't have to guess much because the bible is very clear in its definition of what faith is and so let's go back to hebrews chapter 11 hebrews chapter 11 and uh, we'll read verses 1 and then verse 3 now, there is this very clear definition of what faith is in this text. And so, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, there is a component, component of evidence in faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so faith and evidence must go hand in hand because faith is the evidence of things hoped for and then verse 3 says you know because before i read it because we might say like i said before all oh, i may not understand it uh, and I don't care to understand because I can use my faith, right? I don't need to spend time praying about it or spend time reading it more carefully or asking God direction. I just go. Well, this this is the opportunity for me to use my faith. But look at what the Bible says now in verse three: By faith, we what? We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And so faith is what allows you to understand things. So faith has a component of evidence. Faith has a good component of understanding, of reasoning, of intelligence. That's why we're calling this series, An Intelligent faith because we want to make sure that we are having faith according to what the bible says that our faith is exactly what this this chapter is saying is exactly what the bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen seen and it is by faith that we understand things now i was not there when god created the universe i was not there not even when god God created this planet i was not there when god created adam and eve but the testimony of scripture allows me to understand that things were so and allow me to understand that god is the creator because of the testimony of scripture and so my faith helps me understand these things let me give you an example Uh, remember the story of the girl and this one uh, it's pretty similar to that story Uh, not too long ago we had an election here in canada right and we voted for uh, mps when someone is running for public office right and they become a candidate and and you were going to choose among those candidates now you choose one based on the evidence that the person has given you Either because of what they say, because of their words, or because of their past actions. And you look at that, you look at that evidence, and you say, this person has displayed the moral character, this person has displayed uh, the values that I believe are important, and then that person is going to earn my vote. Now you don't know what's going to happen do you have any guarantee that that person if elected is going to follow up with all those promises do you have any any guarantee that if elected that person is going to display the same moral fiber and and character that they displayed before no but you make a decision and i want you to keep this in mind you make a conscious decision you are intentional in saying i'm going to believe that this person is going to do going forward what they have already done in the past that they will continue to have this character that they had in the past and so this is what the bible is telling us about in hebrews chapter 11 1 that we have the testimony of scripture that we have the word of god showing us what kind of god he is showing us how powerful he is and against the testimony of scripture we decide to place our faith in him based on all the evidence that the bible has given you do you remember the story of the two disciples that were on their way to uh, on their way home in the town of emmaus and these two disciples they are not mentioned by name and uh, they were probably not two of the most prominent of Jesus' disciples but they are leaving jerusalem and going home and they're still uh, sorrowful they're still disheartened and thinking of all those things that had just transpired and how jesus was crucified his trial and his crucifixion and his death and they're there hopeless sad going back home little did they know that jesus was already alive jesus had already returned to life and jesus joins them and jesus is walking along with them now think about this had jesus appeared to them in in all his glory and majesty right and do you think that they would have identified that being as jesus they would have wouldn't they they would look at and say oh here is the savior he is indeed alive but jesus appeared as someone common and, and in a certain way he disguised his his glory and he continued to walk along with them now the bible says the bible says in second corinthians eleven fourteen, that even satan can transform himself in an angel of light and so satan could have appeared along with those men as an angel of light and they would look and say here is a savior he is indeed alive so jesus decided to appear as someone common and walking along with them and what did jesus do along the journey he listened to the conversation he asked what are you talking about and they said what are you talking about uh from what planet do you come haven't you heard about the things that have just happened here in jerusalem And Jesus said uh, it, it was necessary that these things happen to the Son of God. Then the Bible says that Jesus expounded to them the scriptures. Beginning with Moses and going through the prophets. He showed to them everything that the Bible talked about himself. How he was the Lamb of God. How he was supposed to be the Messiah. And how he was supposed to die on the cross to offer salvation to us. And then the Bible says that after this explanation, after we call today this Bible study, after the Bible study that Jesus gives, once they enter uh, inside their home, they recognize Jesus. And then they say this, it is Him. Wasn't our heart, uh, didn't our hearts burn? Burn along the way as He was talking to us. And so Jesus didn't care to appear as an angel of glory or as the king of glory that that he is. Jesus appeared as a common man and Jesus taught them the scriptures. Jesus gave them a good Bible study. Jesus gave them, I would say, a perfect Bible study that I would never be able to give one like. And Jesus was going through all the evidence in scripture i imagine that he was talking about adam and eve and how they fell and even though they were warned that they would die jesus god came in the person of jesus but god came and said uh i will offer you a second chance i will offer you redemption and then jesus continues to talk to those two disciples and i imagine that jesus talked about how he offered salvation To his people along the way how jesus himself delivered his people from egypt and opened the way in the red sea that they could cross on dry land while the egyptians all perished and i imagine that jesus was talking to them and talking about how how the people of israel were delivered how god gave his prophets visions visions that would predict the safety and security and the restoration of the people of israel in the future i imagine jesus talking to them about the dreams that daniel had and how those dreams pointed and the 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 dream that nebuchadnezzar had as well how those dreams pointed to a time in the future where jesus would be coming back and establishing his kingdom i imagine when jesus talked about the dreams and visions that daniel had pointing to a time roughly 2400 years later where the 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 sanctuary message would then uh take take place the the day of atonement the typical day anti-typical day of atonement would take place i imagine jesus talking about all those things which were contained in scripture and i imagine jesus finishing talking about the coming of jesus in saying that it was necessary that the lamb of god would come and offer his life a ransom for everyone who believes and then upon this bible study upon all the evidence that the bible contained about jesus christ there was no other response from the disciples except our hearts burned as he was telling us these things and so i would contend That this is the type of faith that God wants you and I to have. It is not an opinion. It is not a leap in the dark. It is not just information you acquire. But it is a conscious decision to place your trust on someone who has a long track of faithfulness. And of moral character and of perfection. This is the faith that God expects of you and i and so if faith is based on a belief on the character and the faithfulness of god if the christian faith is based on the evidence of god's character of love i can say categorically that faith is not an opinion faith is not an opinion that christians have it is based on the evidence of god's character as a christian you will never be able and that's something important for you to remind even though non-christians might have this concept that the christian faith is just an opinion you will never ever be able to defend the cause of christ based on opinion your opinion may be a good one but you might as well keep it to yourself because what really matters is the evidence of god's character as displayed in the bible opinions feelings emotions instinct they are not the basis of the christian faith the saving faith is a conscious deliberate intentional placing of one's trust in jesus christ based on all the evidence that he has given you this saving faith is like a transaction by which you receive jesus and you join him in a covenant relationship. Faith, what does Hebrews 11:1 say? Faith is the substance. Think about this word for a second, substance. When you say substance, you think about maybe the essence of something. But where does the word substance come from? It is sub sub underneath, under Stance, right? Something you stand upon. And this is the, the essence of what faith is. Faith is like this platform upon which the Christian stands. And this platform upon which the Christian stands is what the rest of the verse says is all the evidence. All the evidence that the Bible has provided to you. And so this is what faith is. It is the substance where the Christian stands. It is this, the underlying layer on which the Christian will stand and will be firmly grounded, and it's all the evidence that one can collect about that. All the evidence that has been provided about the character of God. And why has God provided all this substance, all this evidence? Well, I was talking about Jesus giving a Bible study, and uh, I would say this is why this is why we as seventh day adventist christians we are intentional in giving bible studies to people right Uh, at least this should be the reason we do not give bible studies or we should not give bible studies because we want to fill people's head with knowledge right so that later on we can call them in and, and and make them write a test and see if they do well in the test we're going to admit them into church membership this should not be the reason we are given Bible studies because, like Jesus, we want to provide them with plenty of evidence that they will be able to make a decision of placing their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior based on the evidence that God has provided. God's desire is that through the testimony of Scripture, through unquestionable evidence, one will be willing to say, Lord, based on the evidence of your person and power based on the evidence of your love and care based on the evidence that you did not abandon us to our own sinfulness based on everything you have done but above all else based on who you are lord there is no other person across this entire universe on whom i am willing to place my faith and after all this evidence lord i understand that you would never ask me to make a leap in the dark i understand lord that you want me to trust your word and the plain evidence of your love and i hope this is the kind of faith that you will be willing to ask god today to to help you have you will be willing to ask the lord lord this is my prayer and uh maybe you have been already provided plenty evidence in scripture may have you maybe you have already been around the gospel for a while and you have seen plenty evidence and maybe there isn't any more evidence you need to make this decision of placing your faith and accepting jesus as your savior because this is why god provided the scripture for and i pray that today you'll make this decision of saying lord i do see the evidence i don't want to wrestle against it but rather i want to give my heart to you and be faithful and place my faith in you the only one who can provide me with such evidence and the one who has given his life for me one might still ask but what about The relationship between prayer and faith. And what about when our faith are tested. Uh, We'll be talking about that next week. But for now I pray that during this week you may meditate upon this. And understand the true meaning of faith in the Bible. And understand that God would never ask you to do something. That he hasn't provided you a good reason for. And this is the evidence you can find here in scripture. And I pray that you'll take advantage of that today. May God bless you.